what did you uh so what were you thinking i'm just feeling so exhausted by by social media and i for a long time was on the other side of this conversation where anytime someone would complain about the algorithm i would say like oh but you know don't let yourself be affected by the algorithm as long as you're being true to yourself and staying in your lane and and serving your people you'll be fine but i've been feeling so frustrated in this last year it's not the algorithm is part of it but it's also just feeling really stuck in terms of growth because all the things that i used to do to grow have stopped working hi i'm michelle and i'm steve and this is a podcast for creatives two friends talking about the complex messy and beautiful experience that is being a creative and like what like Pinterest, I mean, definitely social media in the beginning. Like, not that I was ever huge, but I have 5,000 plus Facebook followers. And like, I don't really use Facebook, but if I post something to Facebook, Facebook tells you how many people see it. And it's like 30 people <laughs> of yeah. 5,000. And the same goes for for Instagram, for Twitter. I was thinking today how Instagram is starting to feel like like a toxic relationship, not in the terms of like we've talked about earlier this year in like the way that we view social and how it makes us feel as consumers, but from a creator side, I am someone who is works really well if you're like here are the rules here are the parameters and then I can follow those instructions and do what I'm supposed to do in order to accomplish whatever the goal is but Instagram I'm just going to use Instagram as the example because that's the one that I use the most I can speak most to it is like we're going to be changing things all the time and we're not going to tell you what we're going to value and I don't know, it's it's just, it's really frustrating to constantly feel like the rules are changing and that they're not communicating how they want us to use their platform to ultimately, like, I think we ultimately have the same goal as them. I mean, I know that their goal is to make money, but, you know, we want to reach the people that would be best suited for our content and keep them on the platform and keep using the platform. But lately, like over this last year, like obviously I still use Instagram. I love going on and I love seeing what other people are doing. But from a creator side, I'm just like, it's not worth, it feels like it's not worth the effort to continue to share because either the right people aren't seeing it, you know, it's getting lost in the shuffle or ultimately it feels like it doesn't matter. We've seen this before in our lives, and it's just it's just playing out in a different area because what you're describing, I've I've also been feeling I, I obviously felt I walked away from social for a while and only have kind of come back into it over the last couple of months. But there are things that I see coming back in that are triggers for me that upset me, bother me, 
can't stand it, you know, even coming into the way the algorithm is, you know, how things are presented to you and in, in Instagram. When I left Instagram, my feed was people I follow. And the first time I came back into it, I scrolled through and I saw things of people I knew. And then all of a sudden you're seeing things that they think that you want to see. And all of a sudden it's, I don't recognize where I am in that moment. And yes, you know, things can be customized. I get that. But just the way it was presented coming back into it was kind of alarming to me. The point I'm trying to make is, you know, we age out of things, I think, in life. And, you know, when you look back at your life to this point, you've had these phases of, you know, things that were you probably could have never lived without when you were a child. And then you reached a certain age and it was kind of like, it's time to put these away or it's time to move on from this. And I feel very similar to how I felt at that, those, those turning points in my life. When you, when you graduate from childhood into, you know, teenager, if you will, where some of the shows that you used to watch and Nickelodeon and whatever it is, you, you were aware of your friends liking other things. And then it was just like, well, it's not cool to like this anymore. So I have to put this away. And I'm feeling the same way about social, not because other people are doing other things and I'm, I'm, I'm aware that where I am is not cool. It's that I'm realizing that I don't want this in my life at this point of time where I am in my life right now. I, I feel like I'm at a more mature place and time and I don't have the bandwidth to monkey around with these channels that you know don't always have the best interests at heart of you know of their of their users it feels like sometimes you're being taken advantage of and i just feel this power to walk away or very easy to just put it down that i didn't feel in the past so i wonder if this is on on your part you know more of a of a maturity argument discussion than you know how social is failing us. I really like how you frame that because I feel like everything I just said sounded super immature <laughs> and like I was just whining and I hate, I hate that. I, I hate that I've been having these thoughts and I feel somewhat ashamed to be talking about it, but I think the truth is just, has just been um, nagging at me. And I think not to turn this into like a therapy session, but I, you want me to get my couch? <laughs> I should I should really move my me back to Studio B. I could be laying yeah. on my on my blue right. couch. It also feels like I'm letting down the people that I've been serving in my audience for all of these years because I think that I have been a person who's been a leader and. All of a sudden, I feel like, how can I lead if I feel lost myself? So I'm also just trying to navigate that. I don't know. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> I'm going through some sort of like, maybe mid, mid-career crisis. Well, I think it's, <laughs> you know, I don't think we've changed the, the way that we think about these, these, these channels and, and social media in general about a place, you know, that's that's generally there about spreading good and and you know uplifting and supportive um 
and I really do think that there are, are a lot of people who believe that, but I think that what ends up being featured or talked about, obsessed over is, you know, a lot of the combative, argumentative uses of, of social that I think we're tricked into or triggered into looking for a lot of that, the things that bother us about it. Uh, and maybe that's with any product, you know, you're always looking for what's wrong with something versus what's right with something. But like, I, I think with social it's, it's, it's become too easy to get, to, to get wrapped up in, in that. And, um, and then how it affects us, you know, what it does to us mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, I, I don't have anything to compare it to in my life. It's a drug. I imagine it's like, <laughs> you know, having a love hate relationship or trying to get off of something that completely sucks you back in. But whatever it is, if your intent on how you want to use it and what you believe it should be isn't matching what you're getting in return out of it, it's never going to work. It's never going to be a fit. Yeah. I, maybe this is a maturity. Maybe what Instagram has morphed into is no longer in alignment with who I am and what my style is. Because when I felt like my best on Instagram was when I was, this was not a good use of my time, but, you know, spending like a half hour to, to put together like this nice flat lay and then it goes into my feed and it's like so pretty and so many people, you know, like and comment it. And now everything has just become so fast and so disposable. Obviously, like the dancing videos, the pointing to things, videos, lots of really like quick cuts. Like that's not, that's not me. I can't, I can't do that because I don't want to do that. I don't feel good if I would be trying to be someone who I'm not. So I, I almost feel like I'm, I don't want to say I'm being pushed out because that sounds like, like I'm a victim, but I am feeling like, okay, maybe this is like, a party that I don't want to hang or like a place I don't want to hang out in anymore. It is, funny. it is funny that you're comparing it to a party. Cause that's the exact image I have in my mind that I can remember, a, a I can remember a house party at St. Rose, uh, for a super bowl, uh, that we went to. And Oh my God, was I there? Uh, was this I the one with the stripper pole? Did yep. you, were you, were you at that or was this a multiple year? That these uh, that these people had the stripper pole up in their house. This might have been a multiple year, <laughs> but I was in, I was only there for one year, um, <laughs> and I remember um, getting there. And um, oh yeah, that was the one on uh, on 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 Madison, right? Um, that, I think. that house was something. If it's the one I'm thinking of, but yeah, but I don't, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Okay. So, okay. Um, but the point of the story is 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 that like. I wanted to watch a game and like <laughs> nobody wanted to watch a game and you felt like all you were doing was trying to find somebody there to like watch the game with you and, and nobody cared about it. And eventually I just left at like in, at the end of the third quarter because it's like, I'm going to just walk back to my house and just watch the game by myself. And 
I say that because, you know, in its infancy, when you were creating things or when you were doing things and people were there and they were responding and you were having these conversations and you were building these, these communities, it felt like there were people who had shared experiences with you and you can connect with them. And now it feels like, it feels like those people are there, but you, you really can't, you're having a harder time connecting with yes, them. Yes. You've nailed and it. That is I it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to, like all of these tools exist that, that, that can help you groups and, 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 and these rooms on Twitter and, and all the, but it doesn't seem like it's going to work. You just look at it and you're like, no, I don't think this is going to help me get any closer to the people I want to be connected with here. And, it just feels like you're just ready to take your ball and go home. I love that you brought up the point that we have more tools than ever to connect us, yet I feel more disconnected than ever. So we started something new. I'm usually going to you with ideas. So I think I was so excited that I barely listened to what you said and I was like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. Could have said anything right there at that point in time, couldn't I? Michelle and I grew up in the 90s, and we've noticed, I think, over the years that a lot of the uh, references that we end up dropping in our podcast end up coming from that period in our childhood. We were a TV generation, so we remember a lot of these offbeat commercials and a lot of these things that um, were a part of our childhood, and I thought it would be fun to kind of like look back at them. We don't really watch commercials anymore in, in this day and age. You know, ads are usually something that we're doing anything that we could possibly do to skip over. Funny commercials or, or commercials with memorable jingles have stayed with us over the years. Uh, and this platform, this, this commercial breakdown show gave us the opportunity to bring some of them back and, you know, relive a few of these moments with, with all of you and, you know, reflect fondly on them. So if you get a chance, go into one of our pod for creative social profiles or go to our website and look for commercial breakdown which is the name of our show i time this it takes literally four seconds of your time subscribe to our youtube channel and hit that thumbs up button if you have a friend or a sibling or someone um, that you remember talking to about the commercials that that we're showcasing Certainly anywhere where you can share it, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a hollow, empty, I think, feeling. And it's 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 the exact opposite, I think, of what we would say was the intention of social. Um, I don't really, you never really know what's at the heart of these creators' minds at the end of the day. But I, I think that would be the intention of it. Um, just feels harder and harder to find. I find I'm going in and leaving uh, quickly. And I feel like I'm more okay with that because I had taken such a step back from it for so long that I don't feel this incessant need to just keep scrolling that I think I used to feel. Um, so that's a good thing. But I don't feel like I'm using it the way it should be used. I don't feel like I fit into it the way that I'm being told it's there for me to fit into. So it just begs the question, why, why am I there? And I think that going back to the whole, you know, maturity part of this, I think this is just something I have this thought a lot. I thought about this today, driving home from work about does the time come where I just, I, de I delete all of my social profiles that that footprint 
I mean, it, it might be there for other people to find down the line, or whatever. But like for me, it's gone. I don't think I ever would have con- I would have considered that, but it seems like a more of a realistic thing that it's going to happen one of these days. Maybe not soon, but one of these days, because much like leaving things in your past that you're kind of like you're ready to hang up on the shelf there's going to come a point in time where i'm ready to put these things on the shelf and say okay we had a good run it was a fun place to be experienced a lot of things i i I was a part of moments but it's done now and you move on to something else and you graduate into another phase of life and i think that's okay I think sometimes we feel like we have to stay places because that's where everyone else is. But maybe it's okay to just turn your back on something that felt like it was just always going to be a staple if it doesn't match what it did and how it felt for you when it was in its heyday. I think that I've already done that with Facebook. I mean, I'm, I really only use it for one of a group that is associated with a course that I have. So it's just to give those people support. But outside of that, I don't use it at all. But if I were to completely delete all of that stuff, most of it, I would be happy if like records of it were destroyed. Like I saw a funny um, meme or something earlier this week that just said like nothing is more embarrassing than your status messages on Facebook from, you know, 2009. And I could not agree more with that, but I don't want to lose. I'd need to like download all of my photos that I have on Facebook because I think that there is this kind of like a lost period of photos in which I was still using a digital camera and, and I have all, a lot of those photos on Facebook and it's the only place that I have them and I would not want to lose those. But everything else, the statuses and the happy birthday messages from, you know, person that you went to middle school with and never talked to, those can go away. Yeah, don't need any of those. The pokes, nobody wants yeah. those. You didn't want them then, don't nope. want them now. Nope. I've heard this from a few people, but we may have talked about this a little bit, but that statistic that like we as human beings are only wired to have a certain number of people in our real life and we are now being exposed to you know millions billions of people if we if we want to be online and how it's it's overwhelming and it's it's not I don't know that I completely completely put myself in the um, highly sensitive person category, but I'm at least adjacent to it. And it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be one of those things that time will tell because that's the thing. I don't think our minds were meant to be this scattered with this many contexts and this many things to keep track of. And that's why I feel like I used to say in a presentation that I would give that, you know, it was kind of centered around disruption and we would always talk, I would talk about how, you know, our, our, our country has seen these, these types of, you know, infrastructure changes in, in its past, you know, there was the industrial revolution and, you know, all of these other, you know, types of like cultural changes, 
But the difference between then and now is the speed in which these changes are occurring. It's much, much faster today. And part of that is true because of the the speed of when these things are coming. But I think it always seems faster because of how much we're consuming while these things are happening. That's another thing I think about a lot that like, you know, are there more changes now than there were, you know, 25 years ago when I was 10 years old? Or are they the same amount of changes, but it just seems more frenetic because of everything else that we have to sort of kind of, you know, have the headspace for. We joke all the time about my wife and I joke all the time about my son that he's three years old, but like his memory is, I mean, it's incredible the things that this kid remembers and it stands to reason because there's not a lot of space in his head to keep like, he doesn't have a lot of things to keep track of at this point in time of his life. So yes, I think it's logical to say that like he can remember something from six months ago, like vividly. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, that did happen. Like, but you have so much more to sort of like, you know, hold in there. So, you know, I wonder about, you know, years and years from now, what that does, or, or is that going to lead to these, these types of changes that we're talking about maybe. I've also been thinking about just in this conversation, realizing that the people that I have been interacting with on Instagram, which is, I mean, I use Twitter once in a while, but for the most part, the only social platform I use still have not downloaded TikTok. I'm staying strong. Are people who I talk to in, in real life, like those are, are the interactions that are happening. It's like, my family and my really close friends. And maybe there's like a handful of people who are like, you know, Instagram friends, but maybe that's only like another like five people that are like consistent. But that reach that used to exist of connecting with new people has like completely stopped, which kind of goes back to what you were saying about like knowing the reason that you're on there. And the, the one thing that, that makes me sad when I think about the thought of like leaving Instagram is that it is, it's a creative outlet for me. I love documenting things in beautiful ways. I love taking photos of like pretty things that I notice and um, putting together stories and now a little bit starting to like put together reels in a, like a cinematic fashion and it feels really good, but it then at the same time, it's so tainted by knowing the the positive feedback that I would have gotten from that same thing like three years ago versus now. And I hate that I put any importance on it, but it's hard for me to like imagine it without it because I used to have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to make these these decisions difficult because there are outlets there are there is good that came from these these things and and there still is I think it's just harder to see or we we're 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 not we're not recognizing it as as in the ways that we should be recognizing it um you know whether it's you know like counts or things that you know people kind of feed off of um the actual I find myself getting more satisfaction today doing things in other ways um, that aren't necessarily driven by social where you are 
having a chance to express yourself or connect or or whatever. And it's some of it is in more traditional ways, uh, you know, direct conversation or, um, you know, <laughs> remember <and> those. That, <laughs> yeah, that's where I feel like I'm, I'm kind of getting that 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 satisfaction out of. And it's in any type of satisfaction that I'm getting through through social is not it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. It doesn't have that same feeling of like gratitude for being there. You know, I can, you know, there are circles of people who, who, who work in my industry that are on active on Twitter, but you know, six, seven years ago, we would have these Twitter chats and hundreds of people from around the country. And I think they still take place. I haven't participated in one in quite some time. So, you know, a lot of that's on me for, 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 you know, backing away or doing different things. But I remember feeling so in touch with this, this group. Um, and I had never really met anybody in there outside of a handful here and there at a conference. But the thought now, six years later of like having that type of a connection with a group of people just seems so impossible. It just doesn't seem like something like that exists anymore. I wonder how much of it has to do with me. It's probably a, a, a decent amount, but it just doesn't seem like something like that can be recreated um, in the matter of what we have. They keep adding things to allow for it, and it just seems like we're getting further and further away from what it, what it was. Mm -hmm. As long as I have other spaces to create, I'm I'm fine. But I can't shake the feeling that the party's still raging and I'm not a part of it. Again, like I hate, like I feel like I'm showing like the worst sides of my ego in this episode, but that's truthfully how I feel. I feel like that an introvert can relate to is that I probably won't go to the party, but you should still invite me. And, yeah. and I feel very much like I'm no longer invited to the party. I, I I would I agree with that feeling because I I do but I do think there are other people who are in the party so-called party that I have to feel the same way that what we're describing right now um, because we're all in this room together I think we're all seeing the frustrations of social and a lot of these times these peak around these like you know uh, moments in our country election cycles and uh, big news things and things that kind of play out where like the worst of social comes out. So we're all seeing these things that trigger us, but some people are able to come back to it. Some people are able to, it's some, some people it affects and they have to walk away. Um, I guess like the thought of, of, of leaving doesn't distress me as much as it would have years ago because a, I did it for a short time and it's not like it's a, you know, it's a grand accomplishment here, but like I did it for a short time or what, what did it end up being eight months or so? But like, I didn't miss it. I came back, but I, I, it wasn't because I was missing it. I just sort of picked it up again, but you feel like you can do it at a pace that's more okay with your, your life. I would be interested to know if, you know, of, of, of the people who listen to this, you know, send us a message on, on social. <laughs> um, but I would be interested to know if people feel the same way. Like, do you feel like this is, you know, uh, it, this isn't Kansas anymore. You don't recognize where you are and you know, it's, 
it's a place where you would, you know, you're not sure if you want to be at much longer or if it just seems like it's just the natural evolution of where you are and you're completely cool with it. Because I think for a while I told myself that lie. You know, this is just how it is. Social evolves. I don't really care what it becomes and how it is. I'm here. This is where I am. And then you hit a point where you go, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. And I'd like to add a second question to that. And maybe this is like, maybe we'll need to come back behind the mic for a part two on this. That's a little bit more proactive, but for me anyway, a huge concern is how do we continue to share our creative work outside of the, of the vortex? I, I think that's, uh, that's that's kind of a debate for for all of this because we're not talking about this necessarily and using it and connecting with friends in terms of like hey what's up and how are you doing and all these other things it's about showcasing and sharing and supporting and learning and like i said a lot of those things don't feel like they're there as much or the way people talk on these things everyone's trying to sound really smart and it's it's frustrating to be around that because it's annoying and and i, I think i was that person for a while too and you know kind of somewhat desperate to try to say like I know what I'm talking about I'm going to say something smart please please engage with this Mm -hmm. and and you realize that like I don't have to do that I'm smart I know I'm smart I don't need to tell you I'm smart I'm just going to be smart and do my thing and and continue to learn and continue to grow and evolve Um, but it does feel like a lot of times you're in these environments where there's a great I don't know who said it Actually, it might have been it might have been Adam Pierno uh, a while back. I, I might be wrong about that. Adam, but, we'll give you the credit anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, this is all you. Where he said, um, "So many thought leaders, so few thoughts." And, oh, that's so good. Yeah, sounds like something he would say. It does. Um, and it's something that's always kind of stuck with me. And I felt for a while that I was kind of in that 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 pot. You know, wanted to be somebody that people took seriously in this industry because I cared about this. I wanted to grow and learn from people and evolve and contribute. And I just got tired of talking and I just let me go do. Let me put my head down. Let me work with my team. Let me help them. Let me learn from them. Let's learn together and, and stop the pontificating and just go do. So I sense a sea change in my life. I'm still there. It's not going to be forever. It's probably going to be a lot sooner than I would have ever thought. Did this um, conversation just uh, throw a lighter fluid on that thought? <laughs> no, it hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't exacerbated anything or changed or sped up the process. But I think that those thoughts, you know, like I said to you about leaving, you know, they they crop up in my head. You know, what would it look like when you erase that? that footprint you know when you when you know it's when it's just completely gone everything is gone um i I don't think it's that scary i don't think it's that like oh i just lost all of this stuff that i put out there how much worth was it I, i mean how much value really does it have i think that's a really like interesting debate we place so much value in what we say and what we post and we, we spend so much time in trying to write the right captions and for what end? What value does it ultimately have? If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know what stood out to you. 
gonna go jump off a cliff now. <laughs> that was deep. Yeah. I don't know if we want to end there, but I feel like if we. I like. I think we should end with that, not with the "I'm gonna go jump off a cliff," but the. I would compare that last line to, and so it goes. We left with a very unresolved note on purpose because we don't have the answer. I mean, we we always say that we don't have the answers, but particularly with this, we don't even have the answers for ourselves, let alone for other people. So there's a, there's a passenger song where the last line of the song is, um, she leaves me with no warning and it feels like there should be more. And it just like, it just stops cold. Like even the music video is of a carousel coming around where the girl is on the carousel. And then as it comes around the bend, she's not on the horse anymore. And like, it just kind of go, it cuts there. And like when he was doing his in-person, like his um, live shows during COVID and whatnot, he talked about it. He was just like, he performed it. And then he was just like, I thought I was a lot smarter than I was when I was a kid writing this. He's like, <laughs> seems a little cheeky now as an adult. <laughs> I always think of Malcolm Gladwell when I think of unresolved things in art and writing because I watched his he has like a master class on writing and it really stuck with me because I'm someone who like likes to put a bow on things Um, but the way that he explains it in that anytime you like leave something just a little bit unresolved and open-ended then you leave space for it for your audience to engage and to have their own thoughts and you know that that definitely goes in with with trusting and respecting your audience so that was a good lesson